Do you smell that? No. It's sarcasm. Oh, sarcasm. <laughs> Ripping of the flesh. Yeah, but it was fun. <laughs> yeah, it is. It feels good in a weird, <laughs> twisted sort it's of way. It's so weird. Hey, welcome home. Glad to be back. Should I say hola? Um, uh, Buenas tardes. Uh, Está bien? No. I'm happy. I'm well. I'm glad you're back. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I don't know any more Spanish after four years. Yeah, well, it turns out that uh, it will come back to you because uh, it came back to me a little bit, enough to be able to be conversant about food and transportation, (laughs) which was pretty awesome. And I have to say, I'm making a commitment to deepen my knowledge of Spanish as a result. Yeah, but your inability to get around in the United States of America, Estados Unidos, in other words. (laughs) Estados Unidos. Uh, Your inabilities were terrible probably in Barcelona. Yeah, oh, of course. I mean, we're looking at, (laughs) I'm looking at Google, I'm looking at a map, um, and I'm like, Joy, can you tell me what these things say? And she's like, "Yeah, we need to go this way." Yep, she's right. That's funny. Did you scream at the at the football game? Football game? No. And that is actually going to be the topic of our next podcast. So great segue. You'll hear more about that FC Barcelona versus Espanol football match at our next podcast episode. What number are we on? I have, I think, 59. This is 59. (laughs) So number 60 will be about that because I have some interesting uh, observations that that we have made together about that experience, and I want to share those with you and get your thinking on that. Who are you pointing to? You said we. We, uh, Joy and I. Okay. Yeah. She was there with me. I was pointing to this invisible person on the right-hand side of me. Yeah. Yes. Well. How are you? I'm good. <clears throat> Happy birthday. Thank you. Nathan had a birthday mm-hmm. uh, on April 3rd. April 5th, really, but I like to say it's the 3rd. Saturday, <laughs> April 5th. <laughs> but it was Friday, April 5th. I mean, Friday. <laughs> I'm so far ahead of myself uh, in time. It's funny. What time is it right now for you? Friday, April 5th. Is you're it 11 1985. 11 15 p.m.? It's, yes. Are you tired right now? Yes, I'm exhausted. <laughs> Been exhausted all day, actually. So, happy birthday. How was it? It was a really good birthday. Normally, it's doom and gloom for me because I get depressed. Not, Yeah, probably. What is wrong with my mic today? In I the get- podcast studio, there are these two huge golden numeric balloons. That sometimes Nathan is 34 and sometimes he's 43. It just depends on when you look at it. But no, it was a good birthday. I felt good. I'm excited with all the stuff that's happening in my career and yeah. Our business, and then we got this really cool map here. Explain the map. It's uh, it's it's a Morris family homes. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a beautiful map of Kentucky, portions of Indiana. I'm trying to look at it, and still talking to the microphone. But you can uh, have with these golden pins. We're going to locate where in which we have our homes. I love and it. The communities we're serving. So very all the thoughtful. team got together and got that for me. So thank you, thank the team. Yeah, very cool. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Belated as it may be. Yeah, thank you. April third through the fifth. <laughs> 1985. <laughs> so anyway, uh, I wondered if you had uh, some things on your mind today, because it seems like you might. I mean, yeah, I do. <laughs> but those are things that we talked about before we hit record. Oh, Dr. absolutely. Curly. Yeah. Uh, so I'll, I never know when you hit record. So that's yeah. That's why I don't, I'd never know. Remember I said I promised I would let you know. Yeah, you've been good but about I, that. I, well, I didn't really tell you this time, but you're watching. How important do you think uh, trust is in relationships? It's 100%. It's so important. Is it the thing? Mm, that's a good question. I don't I don't know. I, 
I can say yes because everything else stems from trust. I'd say it's the thing for me right now. It's it, the thing. If you had to flesh out what love meant, I think trust would be the first thing I would say. Yeah. Because love, you know, can be a feeling, but really love is a verb. And I think it's a much more uh, important uh, contributing factor to healthy relationships when it's not seen as a feeling, but when it's seen as a verb, something that you do. And I think the things that you do, the practices that make love possible include trust and being trustworthy and being honest and being committed and um, being a good friend being present, really listening well, having empathy, showing admiration and fondness. Off the top of my head, that's what love looks like to me. Trust, yeah. being, trust being the foundation. Well, before we dive into that, you can trust, ladies and gentlemen, that I am Nathan Morris. Oh yeah, I'm Jonathan Carroll. This is episode 59 of You'll Die Trying, a podcast. I love it. Mm -hmm. So dive in. Let's dive into trust. Let's do this. Okay. Let's do this. Let's start from the business side of things. I trust that the people that we have in place are going to do the job and do it well. And we give every one of our employees a job description. Yeah. And a handbook. And a handbook. And a name tag. And a name tag and a pen and all that. An onboarding packet. Gosh. And trust is implicit in all of that. And a suit allowance. Because think about think about how important that is. Like, okay, you have a name tag with the logo of this business on the left-hand side and the person's name on the right-hand side, meaning that person is a representative of that brand, of that business, of that location, of that home. That's a huge act of trust, giving someone that name tag. Yeah. And I would trust that you're going to represent me uh, with the utmost integrity. Yeah. And these people, they go to events all the time. And, you know, I just have to trust that. I can't live in this perpetual state of concern and worry because it's on me and, you know, you in this instance too of hiring the right people. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I don't want to live like that. I think that we've done a good job of that. I do. Now mm-hmm. I definitely think that. Yeah. I think that we've had some kinks to get worked out, but... I don't think that if you don't trust somebody or something or whatever, I, I, I don't think you should, I don't know. I just don't think it should be something that you're a part of. What's the antidote to the lack of trust? How do you go from, without severing a relationship, say, in a business, what's the antidote? How do you come back from a place of non-trust? Well, I think both parties have to have that verbal agreement and understanding, and then say, hey, here are the ground rules for you staying on as a staff member or as a part of this team and family. Okay, okay. Mm -hmm. And then from there, it's like, here are the reins again, and we're just going to, you know, roll Mm -hmm. until proven proven otherwise. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
That's a that's a this is a tough conversation. This well, is yeah, it's hard. I yeah. mean, I think that you have the only way to get over not trusting someone is to trust them. That's pretty much it. Yeah, I mean, there there's no in my world and in my way of thinking, there is no alternative. If you don't trust someone and you're trying to get over that, you have to trust them. You have to give them something to trust them about and then do it. It's not like that in most other cases, and oftentimes there are other remedies or paths to reconciliation or healing, but I think when it comes to trust, it's you have a choice. Either you do or you don't. If you don't, is it really a relationship? If you do, let's move forward. Mm-hmm. Oftentimes, though, when there's been some reason why someone doesn't trust another, there there is this constant looking backward. And I tell people all the time, leave my office and drive wherever you're going, but use only your rearview mirror to get there and see how far you get without, you know, hitting something or someone. Can't drive looking backwards. It's not how it works. That's a great analogy. So I think that relationships in business, and I guess all relationships really, um, must look forward. I say this to people all the time too who are in relationship therapy you cannot have a successful and healthy relationship that matters if someone or both people in that relationship are bringing up the past. You said that, I think, in a previous podcast too. I, f- yeah. I feel like you've said that before, but I. Crap, that I, means I've said everything now. No, I'm, I'm, I'm just recycling. I'm remembering. I think that's great. Yeah. I think that's great that you're bringing that back up. That is a great point. Yeah, you can't, you can't talk about the past and expect that you're going to move forward with any success. And forgiveness means letting go, relinquishing, letting go of holding someone accountable to that past and saying, I believe that you can do better, do differently, just as I have. Someone's believed in me that I could do differently and do better. We all say that to one another all the time. I think if you're a a believing person, then um, God is saying that to us all the time. I think our parents said that to us all the time. uh, You're my child, do it better next time. We mess up. Okay, do it better next time. Sure, there are consequences. Try to do it better next time. Right. Somehow, though, in business and even in romantic relationships, it's not as easy. It's uh, people get hurt and uh, they they wall up and they guard themselves and really they're not locking other people out as much as they're locking themselves in. And uh, I don't think you can go anywhere that way. Well, trust. And that brings in the whole concept of transparency, you know, just being completely open, being an open book. That's hard to do. I don't really think so. You don't struggle with that? I do. Yeah, I do. Oh, do you? (laughs) Yes. I I give too much information on things sometimes. Like I'm too, uh, my mom, I've said this, I always said when I was growing up, you, you you tell too much. (laughs) <laughs> you just say too much. You could have left it at that, but mm-hmm. you kind of take it a little step further. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I am hard to probably uh, get in, let in. So maybe the transparency aspect is maybe not as true as mm-hmm. I would think. Good. That's good. It is good to be maybe that yep. way, right? That's, yeah. Well, I mean, no, it's good to be honest about it. Oh, <laughs> I thought you were like, yeah, it's great. That's great that you're close enough. Yes, congratulations. <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah, it is. It's no, good. I'm saying good for you for admitting that. I think that's yeah. definitely true of me. I mean, I struggle with it constantly, which, you know, which has to do with 
image crafting and making sure people see what we want them to see. And when we're transparent, we lower the walls and people see past them and, oh, look, it's actually, it's just me, you know, the guy behind the curtain. Um, it occurs to me too, this is in relationship to a conversation we had another day, another episode about perfectionism. And I think that people who aren't transparent oftentimes are trying to craft an image and display it, making people see what they want them to see. And oftentimes we want that image to be perfect. And I think that's because of our insecurity. I think perfectionism is a function of insecurity. Discuss. Perfectionism. Okay. Then that means I'm insecure. Okay. Dang it. Dang it. I just said to some little old lady on Saturday it was that I don't remember what I even did. It was something super small. We're talking, oh, I spelled Eileen wrong. You can spell Eileen numerous ways. Mm-hmm. It was a loved one's family we were caring for. I spelled Eileen wrong because I normally ask every yeah. family member. And I was like, I got this one. I-L-E-N-E. She was like, I printed all the paperwork out. She said. Was it E-I-L-E-N-E? E-I-L-E-E-N. Oh, gosh. Eileen. Didn't she see was that so coming. sweet. Yeah. And I was like, I'm so sorry. She's like, it's no big deal. But inside, I was, <laughs> I was so upset about it because it's a big deal to me. I mean, I, I always say it's important to call people by their real name. Yeah. You know, hey, bud, that's lazy because you didn't pay attention to me. Mm-hmm. Unless I am actually saying just, hey, bud, but yeah. I know your name. Uh, she was fine with it. My point is, is I'm acknowledging the fact that I think that I'm insecure about that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I want to be perfect. And you know that you can't be. I can't be. And now that you know that there's this relationship between perfectionism and insecurity, what do you think about that? <laughs> Say some more about that. Oh, gosh. <laughs> I, I think it's, in, it's important for me to acknowledge the fact that I'll never be perfect and remind myself of that on the daily and be okay with messing up. Because Dean Minton said to me in the hearse the other day, there's literally nothing you can do about it. It was about... There's some other thing that we were talking about. It wasn't even related to a funeral or anything. We were just talking about life. And he's like, there is literally nothing you can do about that. Yeah. I was like, nope, there's not. Feels good to know that too, because then yeah. you can turn off the worry. You're just like, well, I mean, there's no need to worry about it because I can't change I it. I literally can't do anything about that. That is like a really freeing statement. There is literally nothing I can do. And when people decide they want to continue to worry about things that are well beyond their control, I mean, that truly is a choice that they're making. And I don't understand just like that Just stay in that swimming pool. Yes, that cesspool. <laughs> yeah. That swirling eddy of sewage of, oh my gosh, what if, what if, what if, what if. We were traveling back and there was a chance that we would not make our connection. And we looked at each other and we were like, well, we could worry about that or we could not worry about that and just do the best we can. Like, no one's going to let us off the plane first. We're not going to sprint to the front of the customs line. We're not going (laughs) to get special, you know, we're just going to have to do what everybody else does and hope for the best. And we did our part, you know, we we fast walked and I'm really unattractive when I fast walk. Um, (laughs) I'd like to see the security footage. (laughs) (laughs) But we made it and we we walked right up and they were boarding. It was perfect timing. But, you know, these large airports, you got to take a train, go all the way around, and you have to check, get your bags and recheck them because you've had to come back in from out of the country and all this stuff. So it's a process. (laughs) 
And the flight is in on the plane was so nice. And she's like, allow 40 minutes. We're like, okay, good. Well, we have an hour and 20. Well, the plane left late, arrived on time, but had to sit on the tarmac. Short story is we made it. Worrying didn't help us make it. And had we missed it, worrying would not have helped us make it. Right. So why spend your energy that way? I don't, I don't, literally, I don't understand that choice. So when you personally find yourself starting to worry about something, what do you do? I talk to myself. Like compartmentalize it and be like, okay, really? I ask myself, okay, <clears throat> first of all, I, th- I probably should be worried about this because I think anybody else in my situation would have a little bit of worry about this. Okay, what about it can I control? Well, I could have done this, could have, okay, I could have, would have, should have, could have all day long, you know, but I tell people all the time, don't should on yourself. So the past is behind you. There's nothing you can do about that. Yeah, that's great for learning. Do something different in the future. Right now, what are you going to do? Well, I can't control this. I can't control that. Really, honestly, worrying just makes me feel like I can do something in a situation in which I'm otherwise helpless. I would rather feel helpless than worry. Helplessness is something I can understand. I can't understand worry. I don't like it. I grew up around a lot of worry. I'm a natural worrier. I don't want to worry. So I just tell myself, if you can't control it, let it be, let it go. And so I do on my best days. I think that. Are you worrying about anything today? No. That feels good, doesn't it? Yeah, that's really, I feel bad actually saying it. Why? Because there are so many people out there who are worried about really important things right now. Like, yeah, but you, you, you know. acknowledge them just now, so isn't that good? Well, I mean, it, it doesn't change anything, but I couldn't change anything anyway. I'm helpless to change anything. So I just need to own up to my own experience, which is I'm not carrying around a whole lot of worry right now. No. Well, that's good. Are I'm you? glad for you. Are you? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. What's one thing you're worried about? Let's deconstruct it. Literally not, just really dumb things. There's a leased vehicle that's coming into our fleet, but it's not the fleet color. So do we? can we exchange it? <laughs> what happened there? They just didn't get the memo? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's, so do, can we exchange it and not be out any money? Or do we have to ride it out? And that's really stupid to even be concerned about that. That is literally the dumbest thing in the entire world. So, I mean, that's that's it. That's what I was concerned about. Okay. Yeah. Have you decided what you're going to do? Could we paint it? We could paint it together. Yeah. Spray paint it. With that Rust-Oleum. would be a, that'd be a really dumb idea. Oh. That'd be a very dumb idea. I was feeling good about that one. Uh, I was worried about my assistant getting things done, but everything that I've asked her to do has been done like with... It's literally so dumb. Why? Like, she knows what she's doing. Why can't I just let her ride and roll? Trust. Boom. Boom. And I don't normally have a hard time trusting people. I really don't. Yeah, I I don't either. I have a hard time with delegating. That's not true. I do. What? Keep going. Okay. At a moment of uh, self-evaluation and reflection. I have a hard time delegating, and it's not because I don't trust them to get the job done. It's just that, I guess... You know, you can psychotherapy myself. My that's a really terrible word analogy or what sentences? 
<laughs> just happened? I don't know. I don't know. And now my eyes are really itching. I feel like I'm in a pollen field. Your eyes have been itching recently. Maybe it's something in this room. Probably the balloons, but it was before the balloons. Could be the rug. The rug's brand new. Just pulled it out. Maybe it is the rug. Maybe the rug's stri- straight from the pollen factory. Like they soaked it in pollen. Anyway, my point was is that <laughs> I was saying I have a hard time delegating, but it's not because I try, don't trust to get it. Maybe it is. I think it is. Gosh dang it. This is the dumbest podcast I think episode it ever. I think it's a trust issue. Well. Because if if you're worried that the person isn't going to get something done on time, then you are you don't believe in that person. But I do. I believe, speaking personally to... The word fidelity has in its roots the word fides, which means to trust. And I think we don't believe fidelity is is a function of the word believe in another language. We don't believe in them because we don't trust in them. Trust in them. Ultimately, that's what faith is. It's trust. It's not knowledge. It's not even love yet. It's trust. And if we don't trust in someone to be able to get it done, then we don't think that they will. It takes time to trust. Maybe we shouldn't trust so quickly. Yeah, that's a good idea. I tend to trust rather quickly, but... My tr- it's like not real full on trust. Like my, I, it, I do not trust well. Yeah, I'm terrible at it. Do actually. you trust me? <sighs> yes, of course I do. <laughs> I wanted a pregnant I pause. I, got, I think I got you really, really big eyed on that. <laughs> no, no, yeah, I trust you. Of course. Good, but uh, but it's hard. It, I mean, we've also been working together for a few years now, so we, we've got that history behind us. It takes. Oh, time. it's over three years, buddy. It's like almost. It's almost ready to go to kindergarten. No, it's, it's preschool. Yeah, preschool's good though. That's good because you get to learn how to like paint with your hands and stuff. Aesop's Fables, Carrot and Grace. Oh my and gosh, <laughs> dude. <laughs> anyway, so I we need. I, I do think that there needs to be more trust. I think that there's a lot of hurt, and I think hurt brings sadness and grief, which brings anger and pain, and that prevents people from trusting. And relationships crumble. Well, um, Alyssa. My executive assistant, if you're listening, I, I you did not bring grief. <laughs> Sorry, I, no. you're just you're just new, newly hired, and we're learning. She's great at what she's she doing does. A great job. Yeah, she absolutely. is doing a great job. So I want to say a, a word then about trust and how valuable uh, that is as an asset and how hard it is to come by. And when you have someone's trust, how sacred that um, that holy possession is. You know, when someone trusts you. Take that seriously, right? And and don't handle it lightly. And if you do drop it, and when you pick it back up, and you're dusting it off, or yeah, piecing it back together, piecing it back together, you know, and realize that that is a delicate delicate thing, yeah. and get it back to as perfect as it once was. I, it's hard. I get it. Trust is a tough thing. I mean. We were just talking about it with employees. I just acknowledge the fact that I don't delegate well because I don't trust well, I guess. So I'm going to work on that. You should work on that. I definitely need to work on that. The list of things I need to work on. It just continues to grow. As I told you, when it comes to work on self, we're never unemployed. Yeah, I got a letter in the mail today, handwritten letter from a, uh, I would assume an old gentleman. Mm -hmm. Um, Just basically four pages worth of, berating me really <laughs> yep one of our locations uh just wanted to let me know how terrible i was uh, for what 
Uh, uh, he, he, there is a, there is a local, there is a local right to life chapter, which I am for life. Mm -hmm. And, um, I have supported it financially for a number of years. Uh, and there is a local chapter at one of our locations that I was unaware of because it's a smaller location. You know, there's a larger location in Owensboro, which right to life Owensboro, you know, they have the big, um, banquets and so forth. Anyway, they wanted to let me know that they're disappointed in me for not having contributed to that, to that. And that, that makes me absent, that I'm an absent leader there. Oh. Mm -hmm. Which falls on deaf ears because that's entirely farce because, you know, good and well that we're all over the place. Well, as we've discussed before, you have 100% control of how much of that you want to. I impact you. I actually wrote a letter back, handwritten letter back. Absolutely. I said, thank you for your trust because uh, he acknowledged that he's prearranged with us. Mm -hmm. And I appreciated that. And then uh, I stated the fact that, you know, we as humans do the best we possibly can every day. And it's my life's work to show people that they're loved and cared for. Uh, and also told them to please send me a letter for that from that local chapter as I would love to contribute to it. Because mm -hmm. that's no, no letter has ever crossed my desk. Mm hmm. Um, so you'll receive that, probably be appeased by that, sure. hopefully, in the end. feel like it was a successful trans yeah. transaction. Yeah, I mean, it was, I didn't take it personal. I, I kind of laughed it off. Because it's not about you. It's definitely not about me. That's right. And so I just wrote my letter of love back. Mm -hmm. I think a handwritten letter is a dying art that needs to continue. Yeah. So, yeah, those kinds of things happen from time to time. Mm-hmm. Got a nice little couple of books. You picked one up earlier that my mom had gotten me to, yeah, a journal. to write. Mm -hmm. It's uh, just kind of like a daily tasks of, since we're on the topic of writing this morning, when I got here at 734, I, I put my first entry in there and and wrote what I was doing for the day and just different things. I'll be able to refer back to that down the road. Maybe the kids can see it and see my handwriting and how nice. all over the place I was, kind of like this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, <clears throat> I wanted to bring up a little something, speaking of the... Uh, the podcast and how we're, you know, we're, we're following it where it goes. I think that's what's interesting about what we do is that we're not interested in, um, you know, kind of scripting out this philosophical thing to hand to people that's packaged and say, here, consume this. It's like, here's where we are. You're welcome to journey along with us right. or you're welcome to hit that, you know, 10, 15 or 30 second speed button, whatever is there. And it occurred to me um, when we were in Spain uh, a very popular way of eating there is called tapas. T-A-P-A-S, tapas. Uh, and so you'll run into all these taparias where they will have, you know, beer and wine and, and spirits. And they'll have a menu, but they'll have all these foods out on top of glass shelves with toothpicks in them. And you get to just walk by and you just pick one up off of all these, and there'll be things like salmon or squid or chicken or steak, you name it, or vegetables, uh, maybe some mozzarella or so, all kinds of things, right? And you just pick, pick, pick. And How much did you gain? How many pounds did you gain? Well, um, <laughs> just, that's, I'm going to leave that uh, leave that to lie. <laughs> but anyway, you pick all these things up and you put the toothpicks in this little thing on the, on your table, and that's how you pay. They count your toothpicks and they charge you, it's a flat rate per toothpick. So you don't have to have this 
this entree, which actually is French for beginning, but we use it for main meal. So when you're in Europe, an entree is your appetizer, but um, you don't pay for this big plate full of food. You get all these little things on served on little slices of bread or you know other things like that, and and you bring them to your table and you eat them and you sh- they're meant to be shared. So I would have a bite and I would reach over and give Joy the other bite. And then she would have a bite of her, say, uh, a croquette or uh, olives. I mean, so amazing, wonderful foods, right? And then she would reach over and give me the other bite. And we'd just do that. And then when we'd go up and get some more, there'll be other people near us because the tables are really close. Sometimes you're at the same table and you're sharing with other people and you're talking with people and getting to know people is so great. And then you pay by toothpick. Well, I kind of think that that's a, a metaphor for our podcast. Like we have these little snippets of things that we share and we taste and we see and we enjoy. And then we go to the next thing and we go to the next thing and we're getting to know each other and we're hopefully allowing other people to get to know us. And I noticed what kind of community is built up around a tapas meal because everyone's doing the same thing and everyone's talking about, oh, this is really good. People will bring around a tray of fresh ones and everyone at the same table or same region is like, oh, how was it? Did you like it? Yeah, oh yeah, you should get it. So I'll get it. And then the other person gets it. I kind of feel like that's what we're doing here. That is what's happening. So we're doing these tiny little meals, 20, 30 minute meals of these little conversations of which there could be so much more said, right? So much more read and studied and so much better said, but we're just getting a taste and then we're moving on to the next one just to make sure that we get a full breadth of experience and knowledge and understanding of, of so much of, of what life's like. And, and as a result, we're kind of building a community. So that's nicely said. Here's to the tapas of our, of our podcast. Yes, thank you all so much for coming every single time, time and again to listen to what it is Dr. Carroll and myself have to discuss and converse about. I want to try something. I'm going to try something, okay? okay? Uh, you didn't. You don't know that I'm doing this? I have no idea. Before I try this, I want to say be sure to visit youldietrying.com. Be sure to visit facebook.com forward slash youldietrying or email us at youldietryingpodcast at gmail.com and be sure to click five stars on that review. We would love it and appreciate it. I want to try something. So we're in the gift. We're giving people, you and myself, we like to do things. Uh, I got this idea and I want to try it. So circling back to trust at the beginning of this podcast, mm. I want you as the listener to trust that should you partake in this, that these dollars will go to good use. But I want you, I'm going to share a Venmo account with you, uh, Nathan Morris Morris. And um, if you feel the need to give, Dr. Carroll and myself are going to come up with a unique way to spend these dollars to give to someone or something in need. Uh, and you can trust and rest assured that we will do that. So at Nathan Morris, Morris, consider giving maybe a penny or a dollar and we're going to put it to good use. We're going to get creative because I think it's really important to start in your community and help your community. And so we're going to think on some unique, creative ways to give and to love on those around us. And that's my encouragement for you for today. Definitely also tell someone about this podcast. Yeah, share the news. Thank you for listening. I'm Jonathan. I'm Nathan. This is... You'll die trying.